In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're over in Athens getting ready to go into the indoor facility for UGA's Pro Day, but we're going to do the 115th episode podcast of the Bowtie Chronicles from the Tate parking deck before we head up to watch Georgia's Pro Day. We're entitled in this one, Pivoting to the Draft. The Falcons are about done in free agency. As we saw Bruce Irving sign and go to the Panthers yesterday, I was watching Clay Matthews Jr. or the third, um, you know, his granddad played for the Falcons and his dad, uh, go to the Rams. So there's not much out there of uh, big interest. You know, Justin Houston, we're just watching them, but the deals that they're getting, or outside of the Falcons' pass uh, pay range at this point. So we're going to pivot to the draft, talk about, uh, discuss Alabama tackle Quentin Williams. Our intern, Parker Johnson, went over to Alabama yesterday. We got some notes on Ed Oliver, Rashad Gary from Maryland, from uh, Michigan. And then uh, we'll go over the Irving deal, the depth chart, and then a little bit on the UGA Pro Day before we head up the hill here. Uh, to see the Bulldogs go at it. Hopefully they do better than they did at the Combine for them. Alabama D-tackle Quentin Williams said on his uh, Combine workout, he did have 19.5 tackles for loss last year, ran well at the Combine, uh, Outland Trophy winner. He's still a top-five pick. I'm kind of weary of those guys that won't uh, bench press, though. Although uh, uh, Bill Polian said that's not a big parameter of anything, but I want to know if the guy's strong enough to to, to hold his ground in the trenches. And uh, those kind of sleek, smaller tackles that do that, like Nick Farley uh, didn't lift, you know, they struggle. They don't make it uh, right away. And But Quinnen's, nobody seems to be concerned about that with him. Also, coming back uh, over last night, listening uh to Bill Polian on Sirius XM Radio. I jotted down, a, uh, recorded it, and jotted down a couple notes about a couple of guys that are of interest to the Falcon fans. Uh, you know, when defensive tackles deep in this draft, a lot of people want Ed Oliver, the Houston defensive tackle. And uh, Bill Polian, the Hall of Famer, said uh, he's a man with incredible quickness, just lightning quick, lightning, 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 lightning. He really felt... His ability to penetrate in a one-gap attack and get up the field on defense was dynamite. He liked his 36-pound lift. That was uh, 36 times on the bench press. That showed power to him. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he did compare him to Dono, which, you know, he said he said he was a poor man's Dono. Nobody's calling him Aaron Dono. But he said he's uh, Aaron Donald slightly bigger than Ed, but, you know, the same type of quick penetrating player. Should he be there at 14, uh, the Falcons uh, would, would, would you know, be uh, 
be doing themselves a service by drafting a young man. If he checks out on his background check with regards to his blowout with Coach uh, Major Applewhite. Now, one guy he didn't have so so much uh, kind of things to say about was Rashard Gary, the uh, defensive uh, tackle uh, from Michigan. Rashard, 6'4", 277, the prototype-looking player for his position. But he ran, and that he ran a 4.58. So he's the prototype. He got the speed up. Nothing looks out of order in his measurables and so forth. But Bill Polian said, hey, we need the GMs around the league got to look at that tape and reconcile. Well, hey, you know, why come this guy was not so productive? Uh, you know, the defensive line coach at Michigan and at, uh, he was at Boston College before that has produced tackles that have played much better than Richard. But he uh, he doesn't. Uh, he's a, one of those uh, workout warriors, great looking guys coming off the airplane. But uh, once the game starts, you can't find him. So if teams can figure they can get him motivated, they'll probably overdraft him because he fits the prototype. Now, uh, third here today, Bruce Irvin came over for the Falcons last year. He came at a time where they were trying to pivot and make a move. They were 4-4 four and four and not out of anything, but Bruce couldn't come in. I don't know if he eased into it or didn't like what they were trying to do or they had too much other stuff going on, but he, he couldn't help push them over the top, and they, they went on to lose five in a row, and uh, uh, they elected to part ways here after the season. Just a one-year deal to Carolina. I haven't seen the numbers, so... Uh, you know, must have been something the Falcons weren't willing to match. Otherwise, I thought he would have stayed here. But, yeah, Bruce Irving, he had 3.5 sacks last year to the to the, to the the Carolina Panthers in division. So, uh, you know, we'll see him twice a year. Good luck to Bruce. He was always kind uh, to the media with his time. And we wish him well with the Panthers. Depth chart. We got us an off-season depth chart working. Uh, looks um, a little bit jammed at tight end uh, with the Stalker and Logan Paulson signings. Uh, you got six tight ends when you count the futures guys and our international guy, Alex Gray. Uh, the line, uh, I put Jamin Brown ahead of Fusco just because he's hurt right now, but I could see that being a competition. And then, uh, you know, uh, the cornerback spot looks a little light. DN looks a little light with just three DNs. Uh, so, you know, I know they have – and cornerbacks look a little light after they got rid of uh, three of the top corners. And uh, wide receiver looks fine because you got a couple future signings there uh, behind Julio, Sanu, Ridley, and Gage. So, uh, the wide receivers, you, can, you know, that looks like that might be a spot too that they can go to, certainly cornerback, certainly defensive end, defensive tackle. There are a bunch of tackles on there because uh, they signed Michael Bennett and Justin Zimmer and uh, the uh, uh, one kid from UCLA. I got to work on his name. We'll come back uh, come back with, with that when we have it worked out here. But I know how to spell it and not say it. So he's uh, he's uh, was one of the kids that got the – highest amount in the undrafted class last year so the depth chart is up on ajc.com gives you kind of think paints a picture for where they could be headed into the draft uh certainly uh when all offense and free agency uh with the uh, luke stocker at tight end jamming brown at guard 
James Carpenter at guard and Kenyon Barner at running back returner. So that's kind of signaling with a red flag that they're going defense here in the draft. And if that's not the case, you know, offensive line, certainly uh, if you can get a stud at 14, that's going to help your line. Uh, They got to do that also. So on the UGA's Pro Day, we're going to head up the hill here from the tapes deck. Apologize if you hear a little car driving by here and there, but uh, I wanted to get on the scene before I did the Bowtie Chronicles this morning, and that's where we are, and we'll go up the hill and uh, be posting on our uh, AJC Twitter account, at AJC. And uh, we'll get the 10 things we learned up here. And want to see uh, if Elijah Holifield's going to run. He needs to go faster. DeAndre Baker needs to go faster. Uh, Riley Ridley needs to go faster. Uh, they do like his route running ability. Uh, Isaac Nada needs to go faster. We're not going to get to see the weightlift, and they're banning us from that. Uh, but that's fine. And we'll see the position drills and the Bulldogs who elect to uh, work out. Uh, Terry Godwin's a guy who can help himself today. Uh, Jonathan Ledbetter, I think he can sit on some of his uh, combine numbers. Uh, unrelated, but a uh, good young man here's had a good, fine career over at the University of Georgia. So we're going to get up the hill here from the Tate Parking Deck in Athens, Georgia. Get up to the indoor facility and get ready for Pro Day. We're going to Say goodbye from the 115th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons who are pivoting from free agency to the NFL draft, which will be held April 25th through 27th in Nashville, Tennessee. Take care and have a great day. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.